conversations over coffee. This is Meet Me for Coffee. This is Dale Niehaus, and this is Meet Me for Coffee. So uh, let's talk about your acting career. When did you start? Okay. Well, I originally um, but was in a couple of school plays in elementary school, which that didn't really start off then. But um, I always – I officially started my acting career actually in April of 2016. I was in – a, a local play here in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, it was the play version of Fahrenheit 451, the, the book, and it was by a local like theater group, community theater. I had always, as a kid, wanted, uh, grew up watching movies. Uh, parents worked full time, and uh, since before I could walk, I was a movie buff. I'd always wanted to be an actor and just never had the courage to do so. So at the time, at the, my wife at the time had said, um, you ought to just go do that. And since you, you're really creative, you're very goofy. <laughs> yeah, so she was like, you'll have fun with that. And so I went out and on a limb just because uh, I stepped out of my comfort zone and went and auditioned for it and actually got a supporting role in there um, as one of the firemen. Fell in love instantly with acting. I auditioned for a short film, which didn't really take off. They had some stuff happen, but then I was an extra in a local film in December of 2016. And then from there, I just was – 2017, I think I was in like a short film every month. It was crazy. I just – I fell in love with it. I grew from having maybe two connections in the film industry uh, and modeling industry to now like several thousand. It is crazy how it just blew up like that since 2016. What inspires me? I think it's just I'm able to be a grown-up playing make-believe in a sense. I mean, I'm able to pretend like I'm somebody else, whether it be the dad next door or the supervillain, like a a gangster or some type of supernatural creature. It just I get to pretend to, to be something else I'm not and bring a story to life that somebody has written and wants the world to be able to see it visually. And also to be able to inspire others, to move others, because I want others to know that in this world, you can do things that you love, uh, that you don't just have to settle for just doing the normal uh, or whatever's called normal, but you can follow your passions. And even if it's not a grand level, um, like where you're like a George Clooney or Tom Hanks or some big celebrity, but you can still do what you love even locally, even if it's just for fun or you can make your job of it. But either way that in this world, you can follow your dreams and do what you love and, and you can do it if you truly believe that you can and you are you able to go out and just do it. And so I guess that's kind of what inspires me that and my, my three boys. They inspire me because I want them to know that in this world, if you work hard, if you persevere and you don't give up, that things can't really happen if you put your mind to it. So I guess that's kind of what really drives me. Would you say an aspect of acting is being able to let go and having a bit of an open mind? Uh, I know you didn't want to, well, we're too kind of, what would you say? You didn't want to open up as much, but when your your wife encouraged you at the time, you felt the, the support that 
that you could actually go out there and do this after, you know, dreaming about it for your whole life. So what was it? Was it like being in a, in a play? Was it like, uh, obviously nerve wracking the first time, but <laughs> at what point did you think that, yeah, this is a, a fit for me? Well, kind of started there just because after it was nerve wracking. Yes. Especially auditioning uh, for the director of that play. It was nerve wracking. I literally was sweating bullets. Uh, I was, my heart was pounding. My, my head was racing. I was just like panicking. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm staying in front of somebody doing this. And uh, so, um, and even up through the, the rehearsing for this, uh, it was nerve wracking. But then when I finally got on stage and something I said or did made people laugh, and, and we got applause at the end, I realized I loved it. And it was because I was able to entertain people with a story um, by my actions and my words. And it was like, to use a comparison, like a drug, you know, you know, a lot of times drugs are a negative thing, but in the sense that it was addicting that I fell in love with it. And, and then as I started doing it more and more in 2017, I truly realized, wow, I, I love this. This is what I want to do with my life. I almost felt had this one of those like epiphanies, I guess, in a sense, like um, that I almost felt like if you believe that you're put on this earth for a reason, you know, whether you do or not, it was kind of one of those feelings. It was like, you know, I, I truly believe this is what I was put on this earth for. So I didn't care what, what I had to do, um, but I wanted to make it happen. And so that's why I've worked diligently since 2016, the end of 2016, to um, really try to get my name out there. I've networked. I've spent a lot of time sacrificing away from family. Um, it didn't complete, which I'm basically going through a divorce right now, but it's not necessarily because of this, but it kind of led up to some of that, but that's a whole nother thing that has nothing to do with this. But, uh, yeah. Um, to get to the point where you want to be in your life. And of course, no, I just, I have a couple of children and they inspire me every day to do better. And, you know, it's sacrifices like this where we have to get away and, and talk to each other, uh, maybe to promote each other, but to connect in another way uh, yes. that needs to be done to move us on to that next level. Who knows who hears this podcast and who knows who hears me, right? And, you know, you get these connections and then, you know, people help you. And a lot of people um, misunderstand and overlook the whole, you know, LinkedIn connection business kind of thing. Uh, And having uh, a good, uh, stable relationship with everyone you meet is very key, especially when they're thinking about that next bald guy who's going to star as the tough guy in their movie. (laughs) Obviously, if I were to do anything, I think I would pick you to come up here to Canada and and intimidate some people. I think it'd be really funny. (laughs) That's a that compliment I do because what's funny I'm not trying to interrupt you is um, before I shaved my head um, because I used surprisingly I used to have hair um, I uh, (laughs) I used to always play the dad next door which I still can but I never got cast as the bad guy well as soon as I started shaving my head people were like you 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 ought to be a mobster or this and that and I've actually played a few bad guys and I'm telling you what for some reason the idea of either the bad guy that hurts people or kidnaps people or kills people, whatever. It's fun. And the reason is because it's out of my normal person. I get to be somebody else. I'm not like if, you know, normally I'm the type of guy that's, I'll help you out however I can. I will, 
do whatever I can to help somebody else. I'm usually the sweetest, nicest guy. And to get to play somebody completely opposite is just a blast. So what you just said there, that was a compliment. I appreciate that. I've always wanted to be a mobster. Actually, I'd drive one of those big uh, Dodgers Durangos, the black ones. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I fake being cops with my, my, my buddies and whatever, you know, just sit outside people's houses and scare them. And, you know, so <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> always fun, you know, I always want to do some acting, hopefully down the road. Voiceover, I see you do voiceover as well. Yes, yes, I actually do. Um, yeah, hang on. Um, okay. No, my kid um, put his hand down. Uh, he was outside playing with the board and got it stuck with a nail. So I had to get some ice for him real quick. He's he's okay. It just uh, scared him more than anything. How deep is it? Uh, it wasn't that deep at all, actually. He just kind of, um, there was a nail sticking out a little bit, and it just kind of, like, if anything, it just kind of, like, uh, opened the skin a little bit. But it didn't go, like, deep or anything in that. It just kind of cut him open a little bit. So I've got ice on it right now to kind of keep the swelling down, and then I'm going to clean it and put a bandage on it later. So he's he's 10, likes to get hurt up every once in a while, but uh, he's actually okay. So That's good. You, know, you have to, it shows that you're a good father. You're reassuring him that it'll be, everything will be fine. You know, some kids, yes. they take it uh, overboard, right? You know. Well, he's, um, he's not that type usually. Um, usually he's the type that he'll, um, he'll bang his knee up. He'll climb trees. He'll fall down. Um, but every once in a while, he, that tough kid act, you know, um, that he's, he's a really tough kid, by the way. Um, it'll, he'll show more of his emotional side when he does hurt himself. And that, you know, I, I was like, when he's like that, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me see what's going on. So it's, he's definitely not one of those that definitely overreacts. He's very, uh, takes a lot for that kid to cry. Let's just put it that way. He's a, uh, he's a good kid though, but, um, sometimes kids can do that. <laughs> you have three children, eh? Yes. Yes, I do. Actually, I have three boys. Actually, I have a um, 17-year-old. Um, the 10-year-old is the one that, that, that just kind of hurt himself. And then I have a seven-year-old. And uh, they are my uh, pride and joy. They are the reason that I sacrificed so much um, to get trying to get where I'm at because I want um, my boys to be able to have a better life than I ever had. And you know, also that if they want to truly act one day too, that maybe I can help them out with that as well. So that's a part of the, a lot of the reasons why I do what I do. You know, just hearing, you know, you take care of your child and talk about him and whatever, it, it really uh, shows what kind of person you are. And, you know, you're really genuine person. Um, right. It really feels good to talk to somebody who's real. Uh, and I hope people hear that, you know, uh, I hope so too. Obviously, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm on the fence about leaving the nail thing in there, but it was uh, almost natural, you know, it happened. Last night, I was <laughs> all night listening to a, a podcast. And before that, I was talking to a UFO expert. Uh-huh. And man, that dragged on for like two hours, dude. Two hours. And you know, like you want to get off the phone because like, you're tired, but you don't at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're from Oklahoma, right? Yes, yes. Any UFO activity out there? Um, I personally haven't seen any, but um, I've seen a lot of weird people that I guess you could consider like aliens. Um, but uh, most weird people are actors, you know that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I just mean like some of the, like the the crackheads down like in okay, you know, Oklahoma City sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some of your projects, man. Uh, I, I saw one movie. Was it Awake? You're in. Yeah, that that one actually, I was actually just background in that. Um, but um, I 
I honestly haven't got to see it to see if any of my because uh, there was a couple of of scenes that um that I was in one of which um was was kind of a funny story because the day I went there as background um I um actually got put around the corner with the main actor and we um we actually got to talk and he was telling me all about his time and um where he came from from Ireland and um we literally like basically it had him walking down the street and then darting around like a corner, like uh, this building. And then I just kept walking past him, but we got to do like five different takes. And so I was right around the corner with him, just talking up a storm with him about stuff. So it was actually really enjoyable. And that was something that I wouldn't have expected on a, uh, a day of doing a background extra, but it was actually really cool. I also saw that you were, uh, was part of, is it hunting Jessica? Yes, yes, that um, it is actually still um, kind of had to shut production down um, because of this whole coronavirus thing going on. But um, yeah, actually, I finished up my filming of that already. Um, they've still got a little bit more to finish up for season one. Um, it is a Ramon Martin film productions. I always get that name pronounced wrong. And what it is, it's based off a book series by Elizabeth St. John called the hunting series. And I think the fans of the true blood series will get a kick out of it. It's like a supernatural series deals with like vampires and these creatures are hellhounds, basically werewolves, but um, it's, it's all focused around this girl, Jessica, and just finding out that her world is a lot bigger than what she thought it was in this small town called devil's bend oklahoma and it just it has a lot of cool features in it and it's um gonna be i think it's gonna be a big hit once it comes out which it should come out on one of the streaming services this fall and i believe dvd but right now the date is uncertain but um my character is actually on imdb right now it's listed as mystery man because it's a spoiler um, character which means Basically, if my name is mentioned for what my character is, it'll kind of give away kind of part of the story. So mine's kind of like a secretive thing right now. Oh, wow. So what projects are you working on now? Well, right now, kind of um, the stuff that was lined up kind of is kind of having to be held back because of all this. But uh, let's see. I'm – hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm on a fucking – I got my seven-year-old back here kind of on a, no, nothing, buddy. I'm talking to a guy. There's this film coming up. Um, it's supposed to start in, in August. Uh, called Faith Restored is this religious film they're working on getting funding for. It's basically about this. Uh, I play the the lead character in that. It's a minister that loses his faith and ends up getting transported back to the first Easter. And it's kind of about the film called Faith Restored. It's about him regaining his faith, basically. Wow. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty cool plot. Yeah, it, it is. And that's, like I said, it, it – I mean, without giving too much away about what happens, um, it's very dramatic. In fact, um, the the director, uh, the person who wrote it, a good friend of mine, her name is Gina Brewer. Um, she actually uh, wrote the script. And when I came in, we did a bunch. We did a table read with a bunch of people. And when I was reading the part, and this was kind of when um, the whole like uh, divorce thing was starting, it really just touched me in a sense from what this guy was going through in it and I was picturing myself in his shoes and then her and her mom just was like um basically said something told us to talk to you about this role and so it just 
fit perfectly. So I got cast as a lead and I, it's a feature film. Uh, so it should start in um, August. Congrats on that. Man. Uh, in closing here, uh, do you drink coffee? Oh Lord. Yes, I do. I drink uh, coffee in the morning, coffee in the afternoon. I, I think I drink coffee 365 days a year and at least a pot a day. <laughs> what are you taking your coffee? Oh, it depends on the mood. Um, either I drink it black um, or I'll do like a non-dairy creamer. Um, I don't usually do a bunch of sugar just because if I do, I swear it just makes my stomach like grow like 10 inches. It seems like. <laughs> makes you all bloated and stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan of espresso. Ooh, espresso. Now that's what I'm talking about. That it, It's espresso is good, but I usually just brew the, the 12 cup pot of I'm cheap. I do Folgers, um, but, but that's just usually the way I go. That's okay, man. Folgers is good. Depends who makes it. I used to have a girlfriend whose mom would make Folgers coffee. I don't know what the hell she did, but it was the worst coffee I ever had in my life. <laughs> was it, was it like, um, like really weak or too strong? It was like it was salty or something, man. Like salty. It was a really rank tasting coffee. I was, I was like, would you buy this from like the discount stores? Is it a party on this thing? <laughs> that, that, that honestly, I I can't even believe. Like, I think about it now. You know that 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 relationship's like long gone. Like probably like ten years ago. And you know, I think about it, and I still remember how it tasted. Right, so. Um, it's one of those moments you look back and it's like, man, I could have had it a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, if that's the worst you had was just some really bad coffee, then I guess it wasn't too bad. Well, you know, there's a time and place for everything. And I believe that right now you're on the right path, um, regardless of your inspiration or who put you up to it. Um, it's always good to look back and appreciate where you came from and your upbringing and, uh, also how, your acting career started and uh, taking us back to 2016. It's pretty cool to look forward now at, at 2020. We're all sitting at home. So everybody has a story. Um, obviously sitting at home for the wrong reasons, but <laughs> everybody has a story and it's good to get to know you, man. Oh, it's wonderful to get to know you. I appreciate you having me on today. <laughs>